How does the gospel apply in your life to the way you treat people, the way you see your identity, the way you use your money? Now, this is Wednesday, September 27th. A few years ago, I encountered the story of a man who was informed by his doctor that he only had about two years to live. Medical tests had revealed that he had a very rare and untreatable condition that would continue to progress. Now, of course, this diagnosis took him some time to take in. It was more than shocking. Being in his 50s, this new awareness meant he needed time to rethink his entire life. How would he spend his time? What would happen to his relationships? He began thinking about how he could make use of the brief amount of time that he had left. Now, he, he knew he didn't have time for petty disagreements with people he loved or even with the people with whom he worked. He began pursuing more time with people, and he laid aside many tasks because they just no longer seemed important enough to him anymore. This focus and awareness really was revolutionary for him. He cut away the unneeded distractions and he streamlined his life as much as he could so that he could focus on what meant the most to him. I want to get to our scripture text for today. It's Galatians chapter 2. We've been looking at this section from verse 11 to 14. When Cephas, that's Peter, came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned. For before certain men came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they arrived, he began to draw back and separate himself from the Gentiles because he was afraid of those who belonged to the circumcision group. The other Jews joined him in his hypocrisy so that by their hypocrisy, even Barnabas was led astray. When I saw that they were not acting in line with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas in front of them all, You are a Jew, yet you live like a Gentile and not like a Jew. How is it then that you force Gentiles to follow Jewish customs? Now we're picking up where we left off yesterday. Paul has been confronting the church in Galatia over the fact that they've departed from the gospel. They've departed from faith in Christ as the means of being able to come before God. Indeed, in the gospel, Jesus has come to rescue us from sin and death, really from everything that stands between us and God. But the Galatians had turned away from Christ, and now we're focusing on doing the law, and even on circumcision, as the means to be acceptable before God. Now, Paul explains that his approach to Peter was not to tell him that he had sinned. He did not confront Peter with the law. He also did not shame Peter into doing the right thing. Instead, he told Peter that he was not acting in line with the truth of the gospel. What Paul was saying is that the gospel and what Jesus has done for us becomes the measure of our lives, how we determine how we will live. Now, Paul could have called Peter a racist. It was, indeed, it was true. But instead, he challenged Peter to consider the implications of the gospel. You see, if Peter is saved by grace, and indeed he is, how can he act like 
who he does or does not eat with makes any difference at all. And if his place with God was secured by what Jesus did on the cross, why does he feel like he needs to do anything at all? It just doesn't make sense. And that's what Paul is trying to say. Now, this way of talking about our Christian life is essential for us to understand. Here's the pastor, Timothy Keller, explaining. This gospel truth has a vast number of implications for all of life. It is our job to bring everything in our lives in line with the thrust or direction of the gospel. We are to think out its implications in every area of our lives and to seek to bring our thinking, feeling, and behavior in line. The gospel truth is radically opposed to the assumptions of the world. But since we live in the world, we've embraced many of the world's assumptions. Christian living is therefore a continual realignment process of bringing everything in line with the truth of the gospel. Yes, this is what Timothy Keller encourages us to do. And this is what we'll be doing in our study and in our community groups in the weeks ahead. We will be exploring what it means to live our lives in line with the truth of the gospel. Now, in this passage for today, we can see that the gospel allows for no sense of superiority on our part. You see, the Jews had felt morally superior to the Gentiles, yet it was not their law or religious practice that made them right with God. It was what Jesus had done on the cross, what Jesus had done on Peter's behalf. Acting otherwise at this time made him a hypocrite. It was as simple as that. But Peter could not see this. Instead, he bowed to social pressure placed on him by those in the so-called circumcision group. Now, I want to spend a moment and go back to the man who believed he was dying. He recognized a completely different sense of focus in his life. He experiences stripping away of the things that really didn't matter and a reorienting of his life as a result. Now, as I read his story, I realize that this is what the gospel does to us. However, it's not because we fear an early death, but because we have already died with Christ. We have a new life, one that is based on what Jesus has done for us. Because of this, we don't claim our superiority. Instead, we're humbled by grace, and we recognize that we are not alive in Christ because we were superior, but because Jesus gave us his place. Let me tell you what happened to that sick man. Some months later, medical tests revealed that he had a different condition than was originally thought. He was going to live after all. But you know what his response was? He was afraid that his life might return to what it had been before, that he might not be as thoughtful and focused, as humbled and determined to make the best use of the days he had left. I think that's the concern that Paul had for the church, that having discovered life in Christ, they might return to the life they had once lived and thereby miss out on the fullness of a life lived in line with the gospel. And so that is our calling as we consider the gospel going forward. How can we align our lives 
to the implications of the grace that we've received in Jesus. Let's pray. God of all grace, some days we feel focused and our attention is on you, but on other days we forget. We easily become distracted and we can miss the gospel. So enable us to keep our eyes focused on Jesus and on what you have given to us in him. In his name we pray, amen. <laughs>